Hello listeners of the Yellowbird Road podcast. Oh, it is quite different speaking to you today because tonight's show was recorded live in the CFRC studios. So the intro isn't really being recorded from the same place as the actual show because our show is finally live. You might find that the podcast is a little bit less tight than it normally is, you know, being live from the studio, mistakes and all kept in, no edits, but you know, that's the fun of radio, so I'm just going to keep it all as it is. Um, do tune in live. I'm going to get better and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but the reason for having an intro on this week's show is because I wanted to include the little interview I did with Kiwi Jr. who are going to be playing at the Grad Club just this Saturday, the 28th of uh, January. It's going to be a lot of fun if you're around here. Do get a ticket and pop by. They're going to be supported by a band called automatic joy from kingston um one other little thing is with the live show now things are a little less controlled so we might not always play exactly what we say we're going to be playing in the show we might have some things that don't get to get played and in the interest of time but i think if i have something now in my playlist i'm just going to include it in the playlist include the band camp links so you can check them out on your own time you know it's just great to have a lot of good music all right so there might be some more songs mentioned in this week's show than they're actually on air but yeah enjoy that and uh tune into the live show next sunday it's going to be a lot of fun we've got some new features we're going to be having guests coming in on the show it's really exciting I'm going to tack on the interview at the end of the show, so do look out for that. And now I'm going to let you enjoy the rest of this kind of shoddy show. You know, adds a bit of, adds a bit of flavor, adds a bit of color. Have fun. See you next week. Goodbye. Okay, listeners. Hello and good evening. You're tuned in to CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario, CFRC.ca from anywhere in the world. The time is now 8 p.m. on Sunday evening, the 22nd of January. And listeners, do you hear the crackling static of radio in your ears? I hear it in mine. Do you hear the beating heart of live radio in your ears? Because I hear it in mine. In sync with you for the first time in exceptionally long this is the Yellow Bridge Road coming to you live from CFRC from the basement of Carrothers Hall. Equipped with the keys, the hallowed keys to the finest radio station in miles, I'm your host, Rue, down here in the studio and live on your airwaves. Listen, this is so exciting. I haven't been live on radio for quite a while. I was on Cindy's Thursday morning indie show for the last couple of weeks just to get familiar with all the radio equipment again. And here I am now. It is so lovely to be back and I've got some great new releases on tonight's show as well. Now, if you're listening to the Yellowbridge Road for the first time, welcome to the show. Yellowbridge Road is CFRC's British music show, and I bring you the best new releases out of the UK and Ireland, many of them from newer artists that you'll wish you knew sooner. But we've got a ton of great stuff planned today, so let's get started. First up, we've got some music from Gaz Coombs, the frontman of uh, the Britpop band Supergrass. He's back with new music. Supergrass was sort of in the A- list of Britpop stars. You know, there were the big four or big five of Britpop, your Blurs, your Oasis, Pulp Suede, Elastica. And then you had the other bands that hit cultural relevance and enjoyed the same sort of level of um, being enjoyed and talking about and being talked about, but they were less scrutinized. And amongst those were Oxford's Supergrass. And if you were around in the 90s, particularly in the UK, 
you've heard the single all right you know you've heard it anyway supercross reunited before lockdown and they had a run of 25th anniversary shows marking 25 years since their debut album i should coco came out in 1995 and with that tour now done gaz has returned to his solo career and a new album called turn the car around is out it just came out this week last week it's got some earworms on it and it is gaz coom's first top 10 solo album in the uk and you can find it at gazcombs.com g a z c o o m b e s we're going to be listening to the song feel loop brackets lizard dream so slightly weird title but it really works listeners it's barely 3 weeks into 2022 and we've already had such good albums out liverpool synth pop band lady tron are also back with a brand new album it's called times arrow and i think it's a follow up to an album they had out last year It sounds a bit like a darker version of some of their best work from the Zeros. To describe the album, the band have said, "We must embrace the now, but always allow ourselves to dream." And the song that we're listening to from the album definitely has quite a a dreamy throwback sound and a video to match the vibes. It's their third single called Faces, and you can find the whole album at ladytron.bandcamp.com. It's it's a really good album. It really feels like the Zeros are making a comeback of sorts, but More on that later because right now we're going to have some new music. Gas Coombs with Phil Loops. Welcome back to the Yellow Bridge Road folks on that first set of this week's show live from CFRC's basement we just had music from Gas Coombs and Lady Tron and fun fact members of Lady Tron were in fact in the band Vanini way back in the 90s along with future members of Pulp's best known 90s lineup now some of you may be new to the show like i said in which case welcome to the Yellow Bridge Road we have good fun on the show uh you might also have noticed that i read out band camp links or artist websites on the show That's because as essentially an introducing music show, I'm playing a lot of new music, a lot of bands that are unsigned, signed to independent labels on first albums, debut EPs and making really really great music. I mean, this first set typically has the biggest of the artists that you'll hear this week because there's just so much great rising talent out there. So, you should enjoy their music and should you uh, enjoy their music and want to support them, do so independently. because uh something that we've discussed at length on this show before is how streaming works or rather how it doesn't work and how much more of a difference it actually makes to artists uh if you go out and buy their albums and their merch rather than relying only on streaming that gives out mere pennies and now's a good time to mention that because bandcamp fridays are also returning from february where bandcamp waives its payment processing fees and 100% of what you pay goes to the artists that you buy from On most other days it's well over 80% so you know there's never a bad time to buy independently and support musicians. Anyway, um another great place to support music is at live shows. We've got some really great uh concerts coming up in Kingston last weekend. Uh, me, a few of the folks from CFRC, we went and we saw Fanclub Wallet at the Broom Factory supported by Luella and Almond Milk. Next week we have Kiwi Junior dropping by on uh dropping by Kingston on a really short run of dates and they'll be supported by the band Automatic Joy. Now, I don't know a lot about Automatic Joy in the sense that I actually can't find any of their music online or any sort of online presence at all. But what I can tell you is that they are a kind of Kingston supergroup and they're quite new. They're made up of members of Kingston bands like Dutois, uh PS I Love You and a few more. 
Anyway, you can always find out more about them by showing up to the gig on Saturday. So do find tickets for that. It's on the 28th of January at the Grad Club. And also, I interviewed Kiwi Junior's frontman, Jeremy, who's been on the show before. He dropped by for a long interview when the band's third album, Chopper, came out in August. I spoke to him um, about his show for Thursday's Indie Morning Wake Up Call. So, radio listeners, if you want to catch up on that, why not head to CFRC's archives at cfrc.ca. Look for Thursday's Indie Wake Up Call. Podcast listeners, I might tack on the interview to the podcast of this show if you'd like to hear it. But listeners, what's important is that right now we are live, live on your airwaves. I've been doing the show pre-recorded for so long, but today after hopefully having got some training, we won't mess up things <laughs> terribly. It's very exciting, you know, as I'm speaking, you're listening to me. There are no second takes. It's radio as we live and breathe. And we've got some great new releases coming up on the next set. Lots of bands having laid foundations of good singles and EPs whose debut albums we are really looking forward to this year. We've got some music first from a Bristol post-punk band called Lime Garden, who've really been making waves over the last few months, uh, the last year, in fact. They have a new song. Uh, they had a song out in roughly October called Bitter, and they are heading to South by Southwest this March. You can find their music at limegarden.bandcamp.com. We're listening to the song Bitter. Then some tongue-in-cheek with uh, some tongue-in-cheek indie rock music with excellent harmonies. We've got the Welsh indie band The Hepburns injecting some pop-filled energy into tonight's set list with their song Who Cares. You can find them at thehepburns.bandcamp.com. Then a hard-hitting new indie rock release from Cheshire-based band called The Luca State. Their, uh, their song is called More Than This. It's taken from their upcoming album coming out in March, the 10th of March, called Matter of Fact. And in fact, they just released the title track a few days ago, which you can find at thelucastate.com. First, though, here's the Lime Garden with Bitter. Welcome back to the Yellow Bridge Road, folks. Lucas Stage with more than this. Now, folks, we had some great music on the last set. Lime Garden with Bitter, The Hepburns with Who Cares, and the Lucas Stage. Folks, the CFRC funding drive is still going on, so do get involved and keep great radio floating through your city. Head over to cfrc.ca forward slash donate now. And we've also got a lot of great new music coming up on the rest of the show. We've got a new release. Um, we've got a new release seemingly blending grime and jazz music from London artists Rarely Always. He's got a new album coming out called Work. It's out in March and we're going to hear the song Let's that's released ahead of it. It's super smooth. Check it out. The album will be at rarelyalways.bandcamp.com. Then from Bristol, we've got some wonderfully colourful, electronica-tinged folk from the artist Rosie Plain, who has just released a new album. Her latest album's called Prize and we are listening to the song Painted the Room. A song which I was introduced to by a friend of mine, Kate, who will in fact be dropping by the show next week, and I'm really looking forward to that. She'll be stopping by the show as part of this show's new feature that kicked off last week. It's called Meet Me in the Mic Room. I'm really excited for it. I'm looking forward to that. Um, and we'll be talking a bit more about that feature in the next coming set. So stick around for that. For now, we'll have Rosie Plain and her song Painted the Room, which you can find at Rosie Plain, spelled R-O-Z-I-P-L-A-I-N dot bandcamp.com. 
And then jazz musician and songwriter Yasmin Lacey has an incredible smooth new indie release. The song is called Bad Company. It's from her upcoming album, which is out on the 3rd of March, called Voice Notes. She says the song Bad Company is an introspective track narrating the relationship between Yasmin and her inner demon. And she explains, I like to call her Priscilla and we have a bit of a love-hate relationship. But over the years, I've started to make her peace, make peace with her and me. We often want to ignore the parts of ourselves that are kind of ugly. But there's something powerful and humbling in acknowledging it. After all, she ain't going anywhere. The album will be on her bandcamp and you can find it at Yasmin Lacey, Y-A-Z-M-I-N-L-A-C-E-Y.bandcamp.com. First, let's listen to Rarely Always with his song, Let's. You're so well, you're so sick. Meet me. Welcome back to the Yellow Bridge Road, folks. Yasmin Lazy there with her song Bad Company. And well, we'd meant to start off this set by listening to some music by Rarely Always, but as it happened, we ended up starting with some Rosie Plain. That is just the cut and thrust of live radio, as I always say. We've got to keep things moving around here, and that we will. On the next set, we've got some. We've got our submissions feature of the show, which is where you can send in your music to be played live on the airwaves. It's a snowy day out there, but we're keeping warm and snug and listening to some great music sent in by you, listeners of the show, and some wonderful artists. Um, if you want to email your music into the show, just email yellowbridgeroad at gmail.com. You can also find the show on Twitter. Tweet us at the handle yellowbridgecfrc. Well, I say we, it's just me. This week's submission comes in from an accomplished pianist and songwriter from Kent in England. It's Malady. Her debut album is called I'm Not Sure At All, and it came out just last week, the 13th of January. We're hearing the song Summer, which you can find at Malady, M-A-R-L-O-D-Y, and here it is. Welcome back to the Yellow Bird Road, folks. That was Malady with her new song, Summer. It's on her new album that's just come out called I'm Not Sure At All. Now, folks, it's time for a brand new feature called Meet Me in the Mic Room. Let my baby in You've probably been hearing about it everywhere you go. The zeros are back. Call it indie sleaze, call it Y2K nostalgia, call it indie revival, call it whatever you like. It's back and it's strong as it's ever been. And here on CFRC, we're exploring the good, the great and the ugly of the Zero's indie music scene. In particular, indie rock and the garage rock revival scenes, but touching upon all the other various different kinds of music that was also out there in that period. Last week, we kicked off this feature with looking at The Strokes' debut album, Is This It?, in fact, the feature itself is named after the Strokes song Meet Me in the Bathroom, after which the book by Lizzie Goodman and the subsequent film that came out is also named. Our feature could very well have been also called, uh, named after the Broken Social Scene song Meet Me in the Basement, given that we at CFRC broadcast live from basement. But, you know, nonetheless, I did say Meet Me in the Microm with a working title. Well, the scene really kicked off in the, in the late 90s around New York City and really came to the fore in the early zeros. And it was quite multifaceted. So this week, we're taking a bit of a turn away from the main New York City indie scene. We're delving into the work of a band from nearby New Jersey, who began as a mix of sort of punk, rock and theatre, and ultimately kicked off another indie scene that left a lasting mark on 
the scene and um, we also have a guest in today to talk about that who is a good friend of mine. So yes, as long as I can get this going, let's take a listen. So on the line, we've got my friend Anantha, who's a, a big fan of My Chemical Romance. And you're going to tell us a bit about sort of how they, you know, how they formed, where they fit in, because I feel like they're also off this time, you know, the kind of early zero scene where, you know, you had all of these artists that were kind of coalescing around New York City. And like there was a whole guitar based movement kicking off. And My Chemical Romance are also from sort of around that area. They're from New Jersey themselves. Yeah, they're definitely from New Jersey. And I feel like New York is certainly a huge part of My Chemical Romance's identity because they were legitimately, they were formed after the lead singer, who is Gerard Way, he witnessed the Twin Towers falling down from his workplace because he used to work as a, a comic book artist, which he still does, by the way. And he, he witnessed 9-11 happen uh, and was like, oh my God, and was completely shook by the event understandably as like millions of people around the world were and then this impacted him so heavily that he was like I really need to do something worthwhile like I need to put my art out in the world in a way that is impactful and meaningful and then he formed My Chemical Romance and one of the first songs that the band actually wrote together was the song called Skylines and Turnstiles which is about the Twin Towers falling down and that was the first song that he penned down. And that is also like one of the highlights of their first album. And the first album, like My Chemical Romance brought in a whole different element to this whole kind of macho rock scene of the 90s, right? I feel like they kind of picked up where bands like Nirvana and Sonic Youth who were a bit more, you know, like the, the whole thing with a band like Nirvana was that when they arrived on this jock rock scene where it was all about like, people who were, you know, you know, macho rock stars. And on the other hand, bands like Nirvana were more kind of feministic and, and, and like feminists. And I think Michael yeah, oh, for sure. picked up that thread and took it on, right? Because it had sort of started to wind down, like in the UK, especially it had, you know, you had Britpop and everything, which really brought in like a football aspect to it. And it was a lot more laddish. And suddenly all of the kind of progress of like the 70s and the 60s and even bands like Nirvana was kind of starting to get eroded. But I think My Chemical Romance kind of picked up where that left off, right? Oh, for sure. And I feel like with My Chemical Romance's aesthetic as well, because I feel like they're kind of regarded as like the gateway to emo, right? Or like the gateway to like, especially early 2000s uh, emo music, even though they were like branded as alternative rock or like some kind of like punk rock or like, I would never classify them as screamo because I feel like metal fans would absolutely come for my throat. There is a lot of screaming in their songs, but they're genuinely like, taking in inspiration and elements from all these places. And I feel like their aesthetic, like a lot of emo bands of the 2000s, is also very like androgynous and just like a very alternative aesthetic. And the only thing that's like really coming to my mind right now after looking at um, the makeup looks that they have for their videos or like the conceptual art and stuff like that, uh, because a lot of um, the members of My Chemical Romance were like artists, and I'm not, I don't just mean like musical artists. I mean like uh, actual artists and painters and stuff. A lot of it is reflected in like the concepts that they use in their videos or like the makeup that is usually like smeared everywhere, like on their faces. It's not like a very clean aesthetic. It's like 
it's messy it's rough and you kind of get this sense of like urgency in in everything they do you know so it's kind of like a very alternative take which is you know super reminiscent of like the 90s and stuff and like one band i can think of that did that extremely well is nine inch nails yes and you can consider yes. them as like very punk very like garage rock and stuff like that and my chemical romance you can certainly see like elements of that reflected in like their early albums and stuff yeah to me it actually does seem that their kind of look and sound draws on less of kind of Zerozimo and more of like the sort of theatricality of Queen and the look from a band like The Cure. Oh yeah, absolutely. I feel like you know if you're talking about like 80s bands and theatricality, I feel like a good example to bring up would also be Kiss because you see like Kiss's makeup looks and like their entire theatricality and like their concept outfits and stuff like that. You can see like a lot of it uh, that my chemical romance is like directly taken inspiration from and stuff and this is actually uh, their third album which i honestly wasn't even going to bring up today because it's probably their most well known album but welcome to the black parade has like this entire concept uh laden behind it which is all just like they are like this funeral death march and they are the band at this funeral death march and everyone's just like a zombie and dead and there's a lot of just like white paint and hollowed out skull imagery and stuff like that and that is reflected in like their entire album which is one just like a one very long concept piece you know yeah that that makes a lot of sense but the album that and the song on the album that you're here to talk about is actually from the album before that right so you wanted to tell yes. us about the 2004 album three cheers for sweet revenge yes so three cheers for sweet revenge is actually like one of my favorite albums of all time and uh, the song that i actually wanted to talk about is called helena and that was a lead single from three cheers for sweet revenge and helena's concept is actually extremely beautiful so the concept for the music video is that the the band which is my chemical romance is uh, playing at a church and like the funeral procession and uh, they are basically mourners in uh, the funeral of uh, this that girl and it's not explicitly mentioned how she dies but there are clues within the lyrics uh, that suggest that she's a victim of a car accident or like a car crash and um, one of the most beautiful parts of the entire music video is that there's this bridge or like an interlude in the middle of the song where you think it's just instrumentation right like uh, they're probably like messing with the audio and there's like this really beautiful echoey effect in the middle and then you really play clo- pay close attention and you realize that that's the lead singer's voice like they manipulated his voice in a way that it sounds like this really like uh echoey and sort of like pained instrumentation and uh, coupled with the music video this is actually a part in the music video where um, the dead woman actually rises up from the casket and performs like this dance that is completely invisible to everybody in the church and it's just this utterly beautiful moment i think in the music video and in the song that you don't catch upon the first listen because your ears are so trained into thinking that these are just instruments but it's actually the lead singer manipulating his voice and and using like nifty tricks and post production that way to like really enhance 
the conceptualization and like uh, hone the aesthetic that they're actually going for and i feel like they do this throughout uh the entire album as well actually and like tell me sort of about the the impact of this song and like what kind of happened with my chemical romance as a band as as a public entity after that yeah i mean honestly i feel like uh, at this point because this was uh, their second album my chemical romance was already like uh pretty much a hit amongst the emo teenagers of the 2000s but what was my chemical romance's strength was that they really leaned into all these concepts you know like each album of theirs had like a central concept and they then tried to weave all their songs uh to kind of like tie in with that concept and all their music videos uh also like uh, i think like in the last two albums at least all their music videos like tied in together to form like one long central story and uh, they almost always like revolve at least the first three albums of theirs they almost always revolve around the same three themes which is probably like the key to attract or lure like any emo kid of 2000s which is a lot of dead blood vampires uh and stuff so a lot of funeral imagery a lot of like this neo gothic imagery i would say like just like darkness and a sense of like foreboding and also considering that uh, you're in the 2000s uh and if you are in like a vaguely alt rock band but you listen to like vaguely alt rock music uh you are very uh what i would say you're very aware of the fact that uh, the world does not treat you well so i feel like the band is also like very self aware of that and they're leaning into that aesthetic you know basically showing like a middle finger to the world and something like that not as extreme as uh, rage against the machine you know because that's their entire brand but they're doing this in like a very emo way using their conceptualization and i think while my chemical romance weren't as much in the kind of like out and out political protest vein of rage against the machine i do think they in their own way became a sort of like a beacon for like those who had felt pain in some ways so we'll just listen to that song thanks thanks so much for joining me on the show annie and we'll listen to that song and i'll catch up with you later yeah thank you so much thanks for having me road folks that was my chemical romance with their song helena and folks we've had such a great time today it's been really exciting being back on air doing the show live and the time's just gone by so quickly we've only got time for one last section on tonight's show we had a, we had a few more things planned but you know that's the cut and thrust of live radio as i always say we've just got time for one last set which is a masala chai section of the show where we listen to music from outside of the uk from outside of ireland take a sip of tea from around the world and i think all we're really going to have time for today is one new release from the toronto based punk rock band bad waitress with a new single called racket simulator which you can find at bad waitress.bandcamp.com there's so much great music happening all around the world and i think the best way to hear it all will be to come back next week right so that's going to be the last song that i'm going to leave you with today um tune back in next week it's been really good fun uh there's lots of live events happening do check them out as well kiwi junior are coming next week um uh, on saturday the 28th of uh, of january it's going to be really good fun i'll see you there in the meanwhile you stay safe you keep washing your hands 
and just take care of everyone around you. Be happy. I will see you next week. This is Bad Waitresses. And... Okay, so I've got Kiwi Jr. on the line with me, and uh, Jeremy, who is the singer, the guitarist, and uh, the frontman of the band, is joining me. Hello. Hey, Rue. How are you today? I'm really good. Really pleased to have you on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. So the last time that I spoke to you guys, your latest album that's called Chopper, it came out in August. It had just come out at the time, and you were on tour. If I remember right, you were headed off to Europe, right? So how was the tour? Oh, wow. Was it that long ago? Okay, yeah. So that was, that would have been like end of August, probably. Yeah. yeah. And then we went to Europe mid September and it was a blast. We had such a good time and the shows were great. Um, the people were so nice. The food was good. We're scheming how to, um, how to get back as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> on a chopper, presumably. Oh, I would never go on a helicopter ever. <laughs> Some of them don't even have doors. Well, that is a very good point. And um, this is going to be your first time in Kingston, isn't it? Like, what do you have? What do you have planned? So it's our first time playing in Kingston. I went to Kingston once before. I went to the Value Village there, and I remember buying a leather jacket. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was way too big for me. I didn't keep it long, but. Um, yeah, we're excited to actually play Kingston. Um, I think it's going to be fun. And who's going to be supporting you at the show? Because I don't think we know that yet. Uh, we do. I have it in front of me. Hold on one second. Oh, this is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just have to find it in my email. Sorry, this is a <laughs> sloppy live radio on my part. I should should be prepared. Well, I suppose it is indie wake up. Like this is what we do. It's all kind of independent and just like planned out last minute. Yeah, that's just what people want to hear uh, on the radio yeah. in the morning is somebody yeah. Googling something uh, or looking through their email or something. Okay. Well, I think I think it adds authenticity. <laughs> okay, I'm so close. To, I think it's called. I feel so bad. Hopefully the other group is not listening because I was emailing with them. I just forget the name right now. Oh, no. Okay, I, let's not do this any longer. But uh, whenever I think of it, I will tell you. We can okay. go on to the next thing, though. <laughs> so it remains a mystery. And hopefully that's a good reason to come and check out the band, like at the grad club. Um, but to talk about your new album really quickly, because like I think we spoke on the day your album came outside and I hadn't, I hadn't really had the chance to listen to all of it at the time. I really enjoyed the album. And we spoke uh, about this album for a different show. Uh, so for indie wake up listeners, I guess I just describe it for them. It's sort of indie rock with a touch of um, with a touch of jangle pop and also a bit of folk in there but then with like a bit of a darker bend to the sound and stories to tell in the lyrics. But this album, it does expand on your sound a bit from the first two albums. There's a bit more keyboard in it. And I wanted to ask you about this. I hear organs in there too. Is that right? Yeah. Um, a lot of people think that everything is all just like synthesizer, but basically when we were at the studio, um, you know, studios just 
generally have a, a load of uh, instruments lying around. And um, on one of the days, uh, we just uh, made full use of all the keyboards that were there. So there was like a Selena string machine that's on a lot. Um, there was a Juno that made it on a lot. Um, nice. The one that we rented was like a Moog um, matriarch or something like that. And uh, yeah, there was organ, there's some um, actual piano as well. Um, so we were just like messing around. We would look at something and say, that looks old and cool. Let's mic it up, see what it sounds like. And if it sounded okay, we would track it. Do you think that's gonna change the kind of Kiwi live experience? Do you think any of this is gonna like change the way you you bring you approach your live shows are, are you going to take any of it live well yeah there's keyboard songs in the in the set that we've been doing supporting this record so like i think there's like four or five songs uh, where brian plays either organ or uh, synthesizer on it and uh lyrically as well the songs on chopper kind of uh, correct me if i'm wrong but their themes are sort of being abandoned touring and playing live on the album uh on like on the songs on the album? Well, I don't know. I don't look too much into, I don't like to stand too far back and think what have I amassed here and start to analyze it as if it's not mine. I kind of got to just get it out and then other people can kind of connect those dots. So you might be right. Um, that wasn't really something I was thinking about, but it's, you know, it could be in there. Okay, we'll leave that to our listeners. It's a good, it's a good excuse to go check out the album if they haven't. Um, so you're playing in Kingston at the Grad Club uh, on 28th, two Saturdays from now, I think. So what does the rest of the tour look like for you? We're not actually on tour. So we're just doing um, a weekend thing where we're doing um, Kingston and Montreal that weekend. And um, yeah, it's just going to be a, a short, fun little rip. Um, so we have other dates, you know, like we're playing New York a little later and um we have a Philly show and a Boston show um, later on, I think in February, um, but we're not really on a proper tour or anything at this point, just kind of one-off shows on Saturdays and, and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. That sounds really chilled out. It sounds like it's going to be a good kind of short run of shows. I hope so. Yeah. Sometimes it works out. <laughs> Sometimes, uh, you know, you're thinking, why don't we just stay on tour and go to the next place? You know, why are we driving all the way home so mm, quickly? Just after lose your show? head on tour and just like stay on the road. Yeah. But I guess we got to go back to work on Monday. So that's <laughs> kind of why we do it. Well, that's really awesome. I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait for the show and, to, and seeing you guys live again. Uh, thanks for coming on, on the show to talk to me. Oh, it's a pleasure. And good luck for the rest of the tour or like the short run of shows. <laughs> yeah, right on. Awesome. And people can check out the album. It's available. It's called Chopper. It's really, really fun. And the band that will be supporting us at the Grad Club in Kingston uh -huh. is, is called Automatic Joy. And uh, they sent me a song or two of theirs and they sound really great too. So everyone come check them out as well. Awesome. I will definitely be there. I'll see you there. Awesome. Thank you.